The Denver Broncos roller coaster season ended on Sunday in a disappointing loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. What happened in the game with the Broncos offense and why couldn't they find a way to stop Max Crosby? We'll break all that down here on today's freshly brewed installment of Good Morning Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. Welcome into a freshly brewed installment of GMB here on Mile High Sports YouTube page. Mile High Sports is every team, every day. I'm Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter here at MHS. Denver season concludes 27-14 to on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders in losing fashion as the Raiders simply controlled the narrative for a good portion of the game. The Broncos offense struggled, the defense struggled in a game where Denver was hoping to leave with a victory which would have secured their first winning season since 2016. Excuse my voice here today, folks. I'm still recovering from COVID, and I've been unable to attend practice the last couple of days. And unfortunately, the Broncos, they're going to have their open locker room for the players as they clean out their lockers and prepare for the offseason. They're going to have that today. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it. Bummed out about that, but you know what? The show must go on here. Appreciate you all, as always. Sorry we didn't get a chance to do a couple of episodes last week. I really came down with it. I was down with the sickness, and it was a miserable experience. And I'm still going through the recovery part, so I'm hoping to get my voice back a little bit as we go out throughout this week here. But let's talk about this game. A little interesting, I'd say, in the first half. I mean, Denver had, at one point in this game tied it up 7-7. Jarrett Stidham found Jerry Judy on a crossing pattern, and he did the rest. I thought he did a really good job staying inbounds, keeping his body in, and then running in and getting into the end zone there. This was a game where I think we saw Jerry break out a little bit and, and get some more comfortability with Jarrett Stidham. And, and ultimately in this game coming into it, we were always going to be talking about it. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because I was out. But you really have to worry about Max Crosby and the pressure impact that he has. And obviously Kuntz off the other side, opposite of Crosby, has emerged into a very good player off the edge. And these guys made it very difficult for Jarrett Stidham to really find comfortability in Sunday's game, Stidham, he was hit 11 times. He was sacked five times in Sunday's loss to the Raiders. And, I mean, just his presence alone. I mean, there were a couple of plays where he just shot past offensive tackle Cam Fleming off the right side, where Fleming's like, where did he go? Like, didn't even see him. It was almost like a ghost block in a sense. And obviously, no Mike McGlinch. He was placed on injured reserve, suffered the rib injury against the Chargers last weekend here. So Fleming stepped in place of him and got the start at the right tackle spot. But just pressure overall. It wasn't just on Cam Fleming too. Like the, you know, Sean Payne, I thought did a decent job talking about it in this post game press conference where he really highlighted that when you look at this game, he said we got beat up up front, and, and that happened in the A gap, that happened in the B gap, that happened on the outside. And, and you know, hats off to Patrick Grant, defense coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. They just sent pressure after pressure. And look, I thought Jarrett Stidham, for the most part, did a pretty good job. He finished the game with one interception, but that was a play at the end of the game where his hand got hit as he went to throw. I thought overall Jarrett didn't do a bad job when trying to make plays and trying to improvise. I mean, when you're sacked five times and you got Max Crosby screaming in your face freely, there were a couple times where Crosby came free, Stidham stepped up, or he, he rolled out and escaped Crosby and found a way to make a play. I mean, the Broncos had yard after the catch opportunity with several guys, Jerry Judy, Adam Troutman had a big catch in this game, and Brandon Johnson also had a pretty big game himself, four catches for 88 yards. Judy had three catches for 79, but you know, the, the one thing we got to talk about here for Denver's offense is obviously the protection issues were something that plagued them in this game, and it led to a lot of the issues in a lot of the same departments 
that they've struggled with consistently throughout this year, and that's third down. Denver finished 4 of 12 on third down in Sunday's game against the Raiders. And, you know, a lot of those situations were third and long. We're talking about third and nine, third and 10 and longer. And there was even one, I think it was a third and 16, where Jared Stidham actually connected with Marvin Mims for a 17-yard gain. So they're able to convert one of those really third and long situations. But Denver found themselves backed up consistently in the evening, in the afternoon on Sunday. And unfortunately, they had no run game. They were very one-dimensional. So they were forced to pass. And I'd say the turning point of this game for Denver really came in that, really in that second quarter, right before the two-minute warning Denver has a great punt. Riley Dixon pins the Raiders on their own two-yard line, and so the Raiders would have to drive 98 total yards in order to score before halftime. Well, they did just that. They found a couple of explosive play opportunities in the passing game, a 47-yard completion given up by Fabian Moreau down the offensive, I mean, the defensive right side. Just for him, in terms of where he was at, it looked like the Broncos were playing zone coverage. It looked like he was kind of playing in his zone, right? Because he he zone turned. He initially opened up as what we call a zone turn, where if you're a cornerback, a zone turns where you open up to where you can see the quarterback. A man turn is where you turn into the man as he's running his route. And we saw a zone turn, and he tried to turn it into a man turn after that, and then he got into trail technique, and Aiden O'Connell fitted into a tight window. And look, I mean, he... Aiden O'Connell was 20 of 31 passing in at 244 yards. He had two touchdowns and he had 110 quarterback rating and he orchestrated an offense that was very efficient on third down against Denver's defense. They were seven of 13 on third down, which Denver has been one of the best third down defenses in the NFL this season. They weren't on Sunday. That was a huge issue for them. And once again, Denver in the run game, they struggled offensively to run the football. They only accumulated 48 total yards on the ground. Javante Williams had 32 yards on nine carries. And then the next guy had four carries. Jaleel had four carries for six yards. And Jaleel left the game with a concussion. So Samaje had to step in three carries for seven yards. Denver's run game wasn't there. And with the way that the offensive line was getting beaten up by the Raiders front seven defensively, not only was the protection issue a thing, Denver's inability to run the football once again became an issue for them. So you really try to put all that pressure on Jarrett Stidham and the passing office to try to do something. That's a tough ask. That's a lot to ask for for you know you know a quarterback that's getting his second start of the season, let alone an offensive unit that has struggled to find its footing overall this season consistently enough. And I wanted to make it very clear. I, I think overall for Denver, their overall issues on the offensive side of the ball, now that the season's over, everyone's tweeting, everybody's saying, okay, hey, now Denver could go draft their quarterback of the future. Well, they better have a good plan in place for this quarterback in terms of protecting him because a rookie quarterback, if you expect a rookie quarterback to sustain 11 pressures, nine quarterback, uh, I mean, 11 quarterback hits, nine pressures, and five sacks, what do you, I mean, you expect a rookie to step up and put up bigger numbers than that. It doesn't matter if you're a first-round talent. It doesn't matter if Peyton Manning was on the team in Sunday's game. That was a huge issue for Denver, and that's been an issue several times this season, and everyone wants to equate it. Okay, it was a Russell Wilson issue. Is it Jared? No, it was an offensive structure issue. The offensive line has not protected consistently well enough, and of course, no Mike McGlinchey is going to impact that a little bit off that right side, but I think it was important to highlight that here on today's kind of post-game reaction here of Good Morning Broncos. And we'll keep you posted. We'll have some shorter installments coming in throughout the weeks here on the show. But I think for me overall, this was just a game on Sunday that wasn't it wasn't inspiring. You know, sitting there watching it, I, I wasn't finding myself like, you know, it was great to see Jerry Judy make plays. Obviously, Baron Browning getting a sack, Nick Benito getting a sack. 
you know, there were some players that had some standout performances. Unfortunately, the only thing that matters is, okay, Denver lost this game. They finished 8-9. They had a chance to finish 9-8. and eight. That's a frustrating standpoint. I know the players in that locker room, before I got sick, talking to those guys, they really wanted to finish the year on a strong note. And, and they just didn't do that, unfortunately. And, you know, while you can have some guys play well, you can have some units not play well, and it impacts the overall performance. I thought Denver had a pretty good game in the special teams department, but they didn't get enough complimentary play from offense and from the defense in this game. And unfortunately, they couldn't outpace the Raiders, who simply capitalized with more explosive plays, were more efficient on third down, were more physical. They were the better team, unfortunately, and the Broncos were on the receiving end of that in Sunday's loss against the Las Vegas Raiders here. So it's unfortunate, and now Denver's going to be prepared for an offseason. It's going to be filled with a lot of change, and there's going to be a lot of different things happening, and we're going to keep you posted here on Good Morning Broncos periodically throughout the entire offseason. You can check us out, though, daily. I'll be posting daily content, daily insight, daily what's going on with this Broncos team. You can get that at milehighsports.com. You can also get it on my social channels on threads at Cody Work NFL. I'm trying to spend a little more time on threads. Twitter's just a toxic shit pool these days. I don't really want to spend too much time on it. There's just a lot of toxic idiots out there. It's all negative. And look, I want to have like engaging, thoughtful dialogue and conversation with Broncos fans. So, hey, you're going to find me a little more on social media on threads. Cody Rourke, NFL. And uh, with that said, Broncos country, stay tuned to milehighsports.com. We're going to have some roundtable pieces coming from our MHS staff, sharing some of their thoughts on the Broncos. We might translate a couple of those into some episodes here on GMB, but I'm going to be fighting to get my voice back this week here as I recover from COVID. I appreciate you so much, Broncos country, for your patience in the process. We'll have you covered here on MHS. And in the meantime, what you can expect a lot of is Ryan Blackburn on the Pickaxe and Roll podcast as he brings you all the coverage you need on the Denver Nuggets here on MHS's YouTube page.